0: hello thank you for watching and listening to you at options um this episode i've i've a very talented brady turner uh in person he uh very fun conversation he uh he does some covers towards the end yeah great time Uh, go check out uh his tour dates coming up in january on uh bradyturnermusic.com go like him on social media, follow him, uh, Brady Turner music. Yeah. Go follow you at options, uh, at you at options on everything. Um, go buy some merch at, uh, the slash shop. There's you a at option shirt on there. Go buy some scoundrel stuff. Uh, the van's fucked. So we gotta, we gotta sell some merch. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Uh, i'm doing well how are
1: you i've been watching a lot of letter kenny you know that show yeah and so now every time i see my uh eight month old i say how are you now <laughs> how is how is your your child it's she's awesome man uh i was gonna go i was gonna be extra uh private about it and just say it's like oh don't even ambiguous yeah they're great <laughs> man, she's doing awesome man she's really good um I'm still kind of adjusting to, uh, just the inconsistency in sleep patterns, Ooh. you know? Yeah. Uh, really not so much just her, but just adjusting to, uh, like she wakes up like twice a night, maybe on a good night, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I was very much like a 10 hours <laughs>
2: kind of guy, you know, before. <laughs> like
1: even if, uh, cause I'm a night owl for sure. Like I'll, I'll yeah. stay up until one or 2 AM, but then I'll probably sleep pretty late, you know, especially since right. like I'm a musician. Most of the time I'm not doing anything until <laughs> later in the day if I have a show or something, you know, right. if I, unless I'm like going to be on the road or something. But uh, yeah, I'm still kind of getting used to this. Some nights it's four <laughs> hours I get or like three and then I still have to do uh, stuff I got to do. But, but it's been good.
2: Sleep. I'm is really the... happy
1: with it. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, all the things that I was most worried about have been the least problem. Like. I was really, for instance, as a, uh, uh, as a married man who wasn't thinking about having kids, the worst thing to me would have been like, oh, I'm going to have to change shitty diapers and oh. stuff like that. But so like, now you're used to that stuff does not bother me at all. Yeah. Like poop? Once, once you, yeah. Once you look at the kid, you're like, ah, this is fine. I can <laughs> do this. You know, <laughs> whatever she needs is fine. But yeah, it's been good. Me and Sid are doing good. Uh, I really like Knoxville a lot. I think oh, yeah. we when I did your podcast before it was your second episode. Yes. I think Something like maybe that. the first record, but the second I'm pretty sure it's the second episode that came out. Yeah. Um so I was on the way out of mobile when we recorded last time. And so now I've been in Knoxville for like a year and uh, it's great. I love it. It's it's been it's been kind of a jumping off point, I think for us in terms of just like reaching other markets with the music and stuff uh oh wow just being able to like uh, especially with bailey uh, you know bailey my brother right especially with bailey being out in springfield missouri now and having we kind of built this like bridge of connections between (laughs) like i have a place to play in knoxville i can play in nashville memphis you know on the way out to where they live so now i kind of have this like uh, line out to the rest of the country whereas before I was like I don't know where to even begin like trying to reach someone outside of the southeast or whatever Yeah, um, but I feel like I have my head around that a little bit better than I did before and uh, I've got some new stuff coming out I'm not I'm not 100% what I'm gonna actually say uh, the one thing I know will happen for sure is on January 10th I'm gonna release a new single uh, called Is This Love that's pretty much all the way done. Uh, it needs, it needs to go out like this week actually, but, uh, just some like final mixing stuff to do on that. Uh, but yeah, it's done. Is it all you? Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote and recorded it. The, the basis for the song was, uh, started on the stream on the improv music stream on Twitch, which I started that after we did the first episode, yeah. I think. So I, uh, uh, I'm not doing that every week right now with, with recording and touring and everything but I'd, I'd like to do that again consistently at some point maybe I'll do it a little bit less um when I get my computer stuff in order that's a whole other thing but uh <laughs> I yeah I started streaming on Twitch uh TV slash Brady Turner music yeah and I was really good at plugging that <laughs> yeah um but yeah I'll play games on there a little bit and uh and I started doing improv music on there in Ableton where I'll just build loops and Go crazy with ideas and suggestions from the chat, and and then my brothers, of course, are on there, so they'll like send me drops to play. And, oh, right! Like yeah. dumb Brad will send me like dumb y- stuff that he ripped from YouTube, and I'll play it over the beat and stuff. And Duh. it's really fun. Uh, I'd like to do it a lot more. I actually was just talking to my wife the other day about a way that I could like do that live somehow. Not not maybe as my main thing, but it would be right. fun to maybe a couple times a year, like once a quarter or something, do a show that's like an improv music show. Yeah uh and build the loops in person and stuff so that might be happening at some point next year
0: yeah <laughs> that'd like be to cool to that. yeah I've, i'm i would like to do a live podcast yeah at, at some point i guess i just gotta
1: get like i went to see the doughboys uh i think it was in 2019 with bradley and that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in person. I didn't. I kind of underestimated how funny a live podcast would be, and it was really. It was a lot of fun. I think the live audience really adds like a yeah. the energy there. Is it's fun to see people that you like in that uh, atmosphere.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, were they eating food? What was they their... were?
1: So they they did Waffle House that night, and okay. so they I think they ate it like the night before or whatever, and reviewed okay. it at the show. Uh But what's great about Doughboys is they don't. Or at least at this show, they didn't announce ahead of time what the chain was. So we're in Huntsville, Alabama, and when, when they realized it was Waffle House, people
2: were like, Yeah
1: <laughs> People have an affinity for
0: Waffle House yeah. down here.
1: How are you? Do you like Waffle House?
0: I like Waffle House. It's a I haven't had I can't remember having a bad food experience.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty much I we actually were just talking about this with my brother in law Carcass recently, and I feel like Waffle House is like it's like really bad, but it's incredibly consistent. Like yeah. like quality wise bad, uh probably for your body bad, but yeah. uh but you know exactly what you're gonna get. Like no matter if it's two AM, you know, and everything else is closed, it's probably gonna taste exactly the same. Like Yeah. Greasy, like, but also really good.
0: Yeah, it's similar in consistency with Cracker Barrel.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, but you can get it at like four in the morning. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about it. Uh we go there. That's one of those things where if you're like at an exit where everything looks kind of terrible, but there's a waffle house, you're like, "All right, it's we'll be all right." Yeah. we will be good. Mm. But uh you just put out a uh EP? Yeah. Um so basically I kind of recanonized some songs like cuz cuz essentially them back. Yeah, I've been uh I've been kind of like I've been putting out Christmas stuff every year to some degree, but it's just like whether or not I actually uh, get out in front of it and promote it is, yeah. goes back and forth. Um, and I was really proud of some of the stuff that I had done in the past. And I also had mm. this new thing that I was working on, knew, wanted to work on with Bradley, uh, the uh, Merry Little Christmas cover with him. Yeah. We had been doing that together just at at events, Christmas events and stuff. And I'd always wanted to record it, but it's really short, like the version that I wanted to do. So I was like, I want something to go with this. I don't really particularly want to, uh, like record a whole nother Christmas project. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I reworked some of the stuff that I, there were just like very small things in, uh, the mixing and mastering from this Christmas and I'll be home for Christmas. Both of those, I just made some really small adjustments to sonically and, uh, and in the mastering process and put those out as one, kind of remastered them all together so they would be more consistent because yeah. they were recorded in different places. Like uh, Home for Christmas was recorded at a, at a studio in Knoxville called Sequoia Studios. But then like this Christmas was recorded on a different setup in Mobile at my house. And uh, the one that I did with Bradley, Merry Little Xmas, was recorded at my new place in Knoxville. So I had to try to kind of make it all, Sound a like package it was deal, recorded. yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all different enough that it didn't really particularly matter that there's like different mics being used and stuff because it's like uh, sonically they, for instance, like the first song is only an SM58 on the vocal mm. and uh, and then the song that I recorded at Sequoia was like some vintage Neumann mic that like I could never afford, right? Uh, and so it was really interesting to kind of try to package those together as <laughs> as one thing.
2: Oh shit.
1: Have you been able have you
0: been able to, to network and meet new musicians and Yeah. Your area um
1: I was just telling my stepmom last night we were doing Christmas stuff and uh I think that the people in Knoxville are really really accommodating to new people like in a way that I haven't really seen before. I, uh like nothing bad about Mobile. I I definitely had friends here in 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 music here and people yeah. who helped me. Uh, like Jamel Richardson and, and you guys like like the Handsome Scoundrels people who are really nice to me that you know over the years would be like hey this thing you might be good for or whatever yeah. like I definitely had people who looked me up here but for whatever reason in Knoxville almost every gig I play I feel like someone comes up and is like hey I'm trying to do music around here and like you should really talk to this person and this guy owns this brewery or a place that mm-hmm. has live music and I feel like people have uh, gone out of their way to make me feel like a part of what's going on up there so that's been cool it's it's encouraged me to actually uh participate you know a little bit more in what that's everybody's cool. got going on try to get to know people and stuff especially after a year of just like mostly playing for people online and right not really participating in anything like that uh even when I was here in Mobile that wasn't really um Something I was good at, I don't think. It was what's just that? like networking and... Uh, it's tough. It's weird. The things that you need to do, like going to other people's shows, uh, listening to other bands, you know, try yeah. at least like knowing what's in your area, like yeah, yeah. looking at the local talent and stuff. I just don't think I did a good job of that. I think I thought when I was younger, like, I just need to work really hard on myself and then whatever is going to happen will just happen yeah. somehow. No, I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, you obviously got to be good or you don't even have to be that good, but yeah, it's just like a lot of who, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of the biggest things that I've done, all the biggest opportunities that I've gotten have not necessarily come from like save one or two where somebody was like, Hey, I just heard you sing, and like that's why I want you to do this thing. Sometimes that happens, yeah, but a yeah. lot of times it's like, hey, so and so told me that I should reach out to you, and they're your friends, so you can do it. Yeah, <laughs> so they're, yeah, not, yeah. Not, they're not going to be like send me a demo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe sometimes, but but yeah. yeah, for sure, it's definitely at least half and half. I don't think. Uh, also, don't think you have to be great. Definitely, I mean, everybody knows that you can point to whatever uh, extremely. Successful pop star that's not very good, you know. Enter name here. I won't.
0: <laughs> Michael McAuliffe. <laughs> Extremely,
1: Extremely successful, pop, successful star. pop star. That's on your business card.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love to see you just take a hard turn to like super like bubblegum pop. Justin I'm Bieber's. i uh, down for that. What's the. It's the record where that everybody actually likes of his uh is it called Promise or it's something really basically like Just that. in time. It's the, <laughs> Just in I time. I don't know. I would be a, I would be is really it? happy if he it, it's the one that has that song uh
2: Is it too late now to say sorry? Have you
1: heard oh, that song? Oh yeah, yeah. So that album that's what I picture uh for your next like I'd be down for just like extremely high production value. If, yeah if there's any any uh rick Rubin involved
0: producers, somehow yeah if rick Rubin is listening please yeah. feel free to reach out to we know that he is at once somebody in a circle has to be listening
1: <laughs> i mean yeah of course what are the odds that someone in rick Rubin's circle isn't listening to this pretty small
0: yeah uh did, did you watch the Kanye Drake? I did. Show? I didn't
1: watch it live. Bradley texted me during it and was like, are you watching this? This is crazy. Kanye's just doing nothing but hits back hits. to back to back. Yeah. And I didn't know what was going on. But yeah, I watched it the next day. It was it was wild. I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't see the whole Drake part, but I, I pretty much watched all of Kanye's. this set, like the part where he's just doing like, he went from like, what uh, is is uh late registration or no college dropout was the first one uh, yeah. Then he, late registration. Yeah. He hit like all the hit songs. Yeah, he went like through, if it has like, a star catalog. next to it on Apple Music, he played that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he touched the sky, I remember that's the I love that song. That Curtis Mayfield sample is like... Because it's um ah uh, I can't remember what the Curtis Mayfield song is. Superfly, maybe? I can't remember which song of his it is, but yeah, that I love that sample so much. All the old Kanye stuff where it, it was clearly made on like an MPC 3000 and it's mostly just like a vinyl sample and some really yeah. like uh, 90s boom bap drums. Yeah. I really love that stuff. Like uh that's where I really fell in love with Kanye as a teenager was the production, you know. Like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy... Oh, so this is a thing. So you know Mike Dean? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about, I was Dean. gonna bring him up. Yeah. yeah, me and Brad have been talking a lot about his uh, just like lead tone recently because he was on that uh, live stream and he yeah, was he doing some like shredding. The, he must have. He must be he like his band DJing leader. It. Yeah, because he was like yeah, he was giving him some He's production like, Mike, direction. go to the next song. Yeah, and he'll be like I just don't the know piano the lyrics in the choir yeah. like. Oh, that's something I started to say. Is I love that Kanye will do ten seconds of a song, Okay and he's yeah. like, "This was the good part. Let's right, move yeah. on." And some rappers will be like, "I was featured on this song for thirty seconds, and we're going to do the full five-minute right, yeah. song. I'm going to rap along to all the features and everything." Like, I love that Kanye just does his part, like, and just yeah. <laughs> skips right to the next song. I think,
0: and like during that, you can tell like he didn't know some of the lyrics.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's also like. He doesn't rehearse or anything. Right, no, he just goes. There's no way, he's, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's been doing Jesus Walks since whatever, two thousand four. He's yeah. not uh he's not rehearsing with the band or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I would love to be at that place where I could just uh mumble my way through thirty of my yeah, songs people love it. and make people a crazy would, amount of money. Yeah. hate it up. Yeah. But yeah, Mike Dean's. His, yeah, so Mike Dean his guitar. Yeah. Uh, what I started to say about him is recently I was reading that he uh, hates the mastering on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and that kind of blew my mind because since whenever I mean I guess so the so the VMAs thing happened in two thousand nine, and the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is two thousand ten I think, and from pretty much the first time I heard it to now, it's my favorite. Maybe my favorite album, but really my favorite hip hop album um, mm. by a long ways, which I know is kind of crazy because there's a lot of really great old school hip hop that people point to yeah. as like, you know, like a tribe called Quest Record or something is what a lot of people would probably say is yeah. like the greatest. It's just different. Yeah. Um, but for me, the it, it, in terms of modern hip hop, at least 2000s hip hop or whatever, that uh, from start to finish, I could put that album on pretty much any day and finish the whole thing. Just, yeah from the like Nicki Minaj uh Monster? intro thing. Oh or she she does like a uh like a fairy tale book oh that's thing right. at the beginning yeah, I haven't listened to it in a while. Yeah, yeah. I think Sid and I actually re- listened to it in the car pretty recently. But yeah, I, I put some songs on that on after I read that Mike Dean hated the mastering and I was like, I don't know man. I think this is a perfect record. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I he's a genius in a lot of ways. I mean so in some ways I would say I yield to him. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Whatever he thinks is cool too, but uh yeah, I think it's like a perfect album.
0: Yeah. Mm, it's great. What do you what do you have you looked at like a rig rundown of oh, Mike thing?
1: Dean? So the thing um the weird thing with him is most of those sounds that I like, uh from like like on Yeezus the Hold My Liquor, you know, when it goes to the like crazy guitar drop part at the yeah. end. There's like some synth and guitar stuff going on. All those sounds that he makes are apparently just like plugins that he uses on his guitar. Just like a Waves guitar rack plugin or something like that. Oh, weird. Yeah, like just like an amp sim, maybe like a distortion pedal sim, like an octave or something. And then just like a, like, I don't know if you've heard of H-Delay, but that's a Mm -hmm. popular uh, uh, VST plugin that's really good. A Waves plugin. Uh, and it's just a really nice, like analog voiced delay. I think he uses that really simple, but he's just kind of a wizard, I guess. And I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the EQing as well. Uh, anytime I'm trying to just rip him off, I just, it ends up being just like a real mid hump and everything else is kind of, you know, sweeped away Mm because it's mostly just that nasally, like gnarly cuts through the mix sound, Yeah, super, uh, lo-fi kind of sound
0: have you the f- the further along you get in making your own music and producing your own music mm-hmm. uh, have you found yourself stripping away stuff or not trying to over engineer or- mm.
1: that's a really good uh, something that Bradley my older brother Bradley kind of taught me somewhat early on after after kind of trying to record my own stuff for a while with, with a little bit of his guidance, one of the things that I learned from him in the last couple of years was, like, try to record the thing as close to the finished product as you can. Like, obviously, that's going to mean a lot of different things if you're in a studio with... A million dollars worth of gear or if you're plugging into your laptop and recording that way mm-hmm. but as far as just like try to make the the source sound as good as it can be first the room and then the miking of the source sound all those things if they're like where they should be mixing it really shouldn't be that much of a pain in the ass just because everything from a production standpoint should already, should already be sitting good. where it's supposed to sit you know like uh I know where I, how I want the kick and the bass to work together. And if I'm like engineering those sounds the right way, when I get to the mix down process, I shouldn't be like, well, sometimes you are, especially if you're working with other people's recordings and stuff, but I shouldn't so much be like surgically EQing and editing things as much as I want to like, just get it sounding really good first. Mm-hmm. And then, but I do a lot. I mean, I definitely do a lot of both, especially working, um, in different situations like some stuff's been done on only a laptop or some stuff uh on like my pc with just my plugged right into my interface or whatever you know. Yeah. Um so there's definitely my fair share of like comp all definitely comp vocals and get my favorite takes and cut them together and stuff like that. I'm not above that at all. I just would I try to avoid like in general I don't use pitch correction uh just because I I'd f- I've always had a fear that I won't be able to replicate the thing live.
0: Oh, wow. and
1: that's something I.
0: Then we then we got a viral video
1: of. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bailey or Brady, ha- Brady Turner off on yeah,
2: but Brady yeah. Um,
1: I've always had I've always wrestled with that, and I actually kind of started to go on a rabbit trail there because I have kind of deviated from. Worrying about recreating the thing live, yeah. Uh, as far as the music, because I used to like when I was making Overthrown my uh first album, I feel like I spent a lot of time thinking, How am I gonna play um this song with like a band, or how am I gonna play this song in a solo set, or whatever, yeah. and make it sound like this? Uh, and that just doesn't you'll figure that stuff out later, you know. Uh, and you kind of just, I've kind of figured out all those songs over time. The ones that I do want to play live, I, if I, if it needs to be changed, I'll just change it. Uh, and I've tried to stop thinking so much about like, how is this going to work live and just make it and make it sound as good as it can, you know, and not worry so much about like, Oh, if this, if I do this weird, uh, like time signature change or whatever, how am I going to do that in a looping scenario live? And 'll we'll Just figure it out later,
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> yes, and that kind of makes it fun when I go to work on uh like my solo set and figure out how can I do this with just my guitar and a looper or pedal or whatever I'm using you know? yeah
0: have you wanted to have like... Because when you're doing live stuff now it's it's just you mm-hmm. and you're well, you're using tracks i guess
1: so so basically initially. Like, uh, pre-pandemic, when I thought I was going to be able to take the Overthrown stuff on the road the first time, I was going to be running, like, electronic drums, some synth bass, like, some of the synth parts and stuff like that, uh, maybe some of the backing guitars, and then playing along on, like, keys and guitar, and probably Bradley on, on bass. But now, right now, I'm mostly just traveling by myself and just doing kind of the analog version of that, where... If I'm on guitar, uh, I'll just do kind of like a crude production loop or production, a percussion loop on uh, my guitar, just like muted strings or whatever, yeah. and loop that and then play like a little bass line and, and just do it like that. So there's not like drum machines and stuff. Uh, it's, it's all just me.
0: Loops. hmm Wow.
1: But it's been really fun. I've, I've had a lot of fun kind of breaking everything down and figuring out how to translate some of the stuff like uh that i used to do with more moving parts like a drum machine and the actual synthesizer and all the stuff that i had with me when i was doing the we made it tour yeah um and it's been fun to scale it back a little bit it also makes it way easier when you're the only person uh, doing everything a lot of the shows you know setting up your own stuff and everything
0: (laughs) yeah damn what's uh what's your merch like now.
1: So, uh, by, I imagine by the time this comes out, we'll already have, uh, some new merch. Oh, so that will be cool too. Uh, yeah. When I go out on the road this time, which I should have said, I'm going to be, I'm, I mean, I don't know if there's like a plug section. I don't want to jump out, jump out in front of anything. Uh, but I do, I'm going to be on tour pretty much from new year's Eve until the end of February off and on. We'll be in and out of East Tennessee going back out to the Midwest and, coming down south i'm playing a show in mobile on january 9th oh i'll be in new orleans the night before but yeah the the main thing is uh if you are listening to this and you want to come see me somewhere just go to bradyturnermusic.com and i'll have the latest version of this because some of this is subject to change but (laughs) uh but yeah i'll be i'll be out and about doing the uh guitar looping and the tiny keyboard (laughs) that's cool uh
0: what what kind are you are you playing at like What are the venues like?
1: It's kind of a mixed bag. So like uh on New Year's Eve I'm playing this outrageously uh large ball drop event in Gatlinburg. (laughs) Okay. What are they
0: wait what do they have like they have like a little
1: space needle in Gatlinburg. Right. right, And I think they drop the ball from the Is
0: it a ball or is it like Dolly Parton, like a do- a <laughs> it's too huge. Dolly boobs. Parton boob, yeah.
1: That'd be sick. I hope it is. No, I, get on I, a Gatlinburg. Get and I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the. Uh, the honorary like, I'm not playing at midnight. I'm not. You're not that hitting famous. the button to drop the. <laughs> no, that would be so. I'm gonna step on a distortion pedal. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm playing at like nine o'clock, but it'll be That's cool. It'll be crazy. I'm gonna. I'm excited to see the madness that is New Year's Eve. In,
2: Gatlinburg.
1: Gatlinburg. Yeah. I'm gonna get my booster before I go probably. But yeah, it'll hey, be man. it'll be good. fun.
0: I went uh a couple months ago, me and some buddies went up to Gatlinburg and nice. Went did Dollywood, did all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Downtown Gatlinburg. Yeah,
1: we did some dates. Uh when I was with with Sydney early on, I think we were probably engaged. I remember we went to Dollywood for two days because we got there like 45 minutes before they closed one night and and they told us that we could just use our tickets the next day too mm. so we were like sick we'll just come back tomorrow and did a whole day for free essentially
0: damn I like Dollywood Dollywood's cool
1: yeah it's- I mean it's like I like Dollywood for like like we did at that time like Maybe an hour the night before, and then like three hours the next day, and then you've pretty much done everything. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's not, not like Disney. World No,
0: like, it's not huge and uh But I out. love.
1: I mean, I love Dolly Parton. Like, I kind of lo- there's a lot of songs of hers that I like. She seems like a pretty cool person from what I know about her. And like, um, living in Knoxville, living in Tennessee, uh, my daughter until she's, I think five years old, gets like a book every month because of Dolly Parton. It's like part of her just Foundation. being in tennessee That's, yeah some kind of like philanthropy thing she does she's damn. responsible for uh so every kid in tennessee from i think maybe it's six months it's, it might be six months until five years or something like that but yeah they get a book every month damn so, so we've been getting a lot of free books from dolly parton
0: what kind of, are they just like books about dolly parton no,
2: that would be hilarious
1: they're only just indoctrination about <laughs> jolene and stuff no it's uh it, it's like Clifford the Big Red Dog and stuff like oh, that. Oh, it's, like it's like normal. Like kid. Little engine that could. Okay, normal. Yeah, uh, uh, to give a mouse a cookie. You know, <laughs> I read. We read that too recently. Oh man. Yeah, it's what's up. It's really cool. Hmm. I really like Tennessee so far. It
0: seems like a cool place.
1: Yeah, and it's like I like living two hours from Nashville, and not living in that, that you know I can get there and do what I need to do if I need to. Yeah. Uh or if I want to play a show there or go look at like the crazy uh cache of gear that is in all the vintage stores, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's the best for that kind of stuff, but I don't have to be in that all the time and be in like uh stepping on everybody to make it mode, mm, you know? That's how you, <laughs> that's
0: what you gotta do, brother.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gonna step on some God, throats. That's right.
0: Uh, I'm not even trying to make it. I'm just, I just like stepping on people. Yeah, that's
1: my thing. I don't even want to. Yeah, I don't even want to be elevated. I just want to keep walking just, straight, but just step on people.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's what. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna step on. I'm starting to step on podcasters. Be mm-hmm. like, mm. people ask me like, mm. coming for you, Mark Marin. Mark, ah, <laughs> oh, you and your dumb cats. Oh man, he like. Uh, have you watched Easy? On Netflix? Mm-mm. No, I don't think so. It's this, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it. It's a, it follows a bunch of different characters. Um, but Mark Marin is on there. Nice. And Mark Marin can only play Mark Marin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, did you watch Glow? Uh, yeah. I loved him on Glow. Yeah. And I mean, he's just Mark Marin. He does Coke and <laughs> he's like, he is Mark Marin in right. the 80s, but he's just... a wrestling promoter instead yeah. of a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And, it's so funny that somebody can be such an ass and, just and neurotic he just, fucking and everybody weirdo. still just loves him. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Most of this, most of what I remember listening to his podcast early on is different comedians coming on and him being like, so we hate each other. Why right. did that happen?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I
1: do kind of admire that. Like, cause I think I, as somebody who's listened to him now for like, I don't know, six years or something, maybe. I feel like he he has you like get to hear him grow as a person from his early episodes to now because he is. I mean, he's definitely still like a crazy dude. Yeah. But uh, it's cool to hear him like patch things up with people and be like, "Yeah, I was really uh, terrible and <laughs> did this really weird stuff to you because I'm insecure." And yeah,
2: it's yeah. cool to
1: see people uh, be straight up like that on a huge platform. I guess, yeah, I guess
0: I think I stopped listening to him. Shortly after he did o- the Obama mm-hmm. cast. Uh, just because, I don't know. I'll go through, like, with podcasts especially, I'll be like, all right, I don't need to listen mm-hmm. to this
1: anymore. That also could have very easily been his last episode. Like, his, like where are you going to go from here? Right, yeah, you you could, had the president fly in. Right. He flew in, like... However far away, a couple miles away and then motorcaded into your right. neighborhood, yeah. maybe just in the podcast at that point. Like, yeah, we made it, guys. Who are yeah. we going to get next? Like, yeah. Vladimir Putin <laughs> is coming on next yeah. week. Uh, we're going to interview the moon. Go the opposite. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We made contact with aliens. Like, that's the only way he could really. Yeah. I'm going to the moon to interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get I don't know. I don't know how much money he makes, you know, from podcasting. That's true. So. I mean,
1: maybe that's a big part of it too. It's like yeah. how are you gonna stop it's... when all you have to do is go go into your garage In your underwear and record <laughs> ads. Yeah. yeah. He
0: doesn't even do like a video version, so he's just like
1: Yeah. And also I wonder uh I wonder what happened with him when he moved to Zoom because when I was really listening to him a lot, it was always in the garage, you know? Yeah. And I wonder how uh I wonder how that's affected people, like recording a lot of stuff. You've done a lot of video episodes, haven't you?
0: Yeah, that's mostly yeah.
1: How has that been going? Is it go okay? Is, it's, is it harder? It
0: goes okay. It's not, you know, it's it's better to have a person in the actual room mm-hmm. with you, but
1: especially I, I feel like if you've never met,
0: yeah, yeah, which
1: is probably a lot of the people. Yeah, right? most of the people. Yeah. yeah, but I I don't
0: know. I feel like it's okay. One thing with with Zoom a technical thing is if the person isn't wearing headphones, then zoom does this thing where it'll,
1: it's doing the like filtering. So it can't hear the yeah, audio so, coming out. Yeah. So it'll laptop. or whatever. Yeah.
0: So it'll cut mm-hmm. like the audio. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of,
1: so when I was, a uh, you some behind the scenes stuff. Ooh. I was I auditioned for BTS. American Idol again this year. Oh um, really? Didn't make it, but I uh Ma'am. I, I I didn't I actually didn't get to go past the production the producers this time, but I uh had to set up like a Zoom audition in my studio where I do the yeah. uh Twitch stuff. And it was a nightmare getting good audio on Zoom because I had to figure out
0: Wait, so you were singing over Zoom.
1: Yes. So I didn't. Ugh. I didn't even go to the producers this time because it was mid-pandemic, uh, and they were like extra tough. Like I, I have a strong feeling if you had an issue with your audio, you probably just didn't get considered. Right, like, it was yeah. one of those things. Like, look, we're we're just axing people. Like, yeah. Um, but I had to figure out like, okay, how can I turn off like the noise filtering and then all of the like compressing it does to make yeah. the streaming better and everything. You know what it's I mean? Terrible. It's like, yeah, it's not ideal for uh audio whatsoever.
0: Especially singing. Yeah. Yeah, right, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mix, trying to mix like a stereo thing and make it sound good. Yeah. It was a nightmare. You but know, I think it sounded okay. I recorded it, um it was fine.
0: What do right. you what'd you sing?
1: Uh I did How Deep Is Your Love by the Ooh. Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. How deep is your love? Yeah, I did the it's, it's like the PJ Morton version, you know uh, PJ Morton.
0: Uh Yes, kind of like that R&B came, yeah. gospel
1: artist. He's really great. Yeah. Um, he's a monster, piano player and singer, and probably a lot of other stuff. But that's that's how I know him. Just a monster. Just a terrible just person. Freak. Just a yeah. monster. Just yeah. a yeah. Just a pedophile. No, no. He's <laughs> oh, no. No, he's a freak of nature on 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 the keys yeah. and, and vocalist. Uh, and he's also collaborated with a lot of really great people. So yeah, if you don't know PJ Morton, check him out. I'm mm. plugging a guy who already has a, <laughs> a huge right.
0: fan base. So we talked about a little artist uh, named Kanye West yeah, earlier. We're trying to put Check the people on out. who really need it. You put them over,
1: yeah. Me and you have had our time. <laughs> yeah, it's time for us to let Kanye
0: in and uh, PJ Morton. Yeah, in PJ Morton. Open up these gates that were that, yeah. we're, uh, that were keeping. keeping. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man, uh, who who's even the the. Judges on American Idol now I
1: think it's the same ones that there were when I actually sang for them in person like four years ago. It's uh it's Luke, Brian, Lionel Richie, and Katy Perry.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: The three amigos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they were uh obviously I don't don't feel that I know them any better as people after meeting them, but right.
2: uh Yeah. They're all right.
1: <laughs> like Luke Bryan was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh I know Richie seemed really nice. Katy Perry's not that cool, but uh, <laughs> but I also I don't know. I feel like if I was in that position, I also would not be. Uh, I wouldn't care anything about the person that was singing for me either, because it's like I'm a millionaire. I'm getting paid twenty nine million dollars or whatever to do this, and like you're the last person. Because I was the last person to sing in in Nashville, or the second to last to sing in Nashville uh, on that season that I actually sang for them in person. Yeah. So at that point, they're like. We're taking lights down and stuff. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> can you just get this over with? See in the background, yeah. My audition went a lot like um did you make it to like the last season of the office? The yeah. American office? Yeah. When Andy uh just Dude. has a full blown meltdown. That's pretty much it. That like, was you? How you freaked went. out. Walked out. in while somebody else was auditioning and yeah. Oh, yeah. did you really? No, no. Oh, okay. I was like <laughs> uh, No, there's just a lot of like there's a lot of uh, this is going to blow everybody's minds, but there's a lot of contrivance in reality television. I, this is a bombshell. Uh, you heard it first here. Oh, no. Um, but just for instance, like before I went in, they forced me to pace back and forth on camera.
0: Oh, to be like, oh, my God. Like
1: so they could have like B-roll of B-roll you just roll, pace like, footage.
2: Oh, oh no.
1: Um, but then <laughs> the funny thing is, and of course they know this, but that makes you really anxious to force yourself to pace, right, and be like looking really anxious. All of a sudden, your body's like, "Oh, we're in We're anxious, mode. yeah." Uh, and so it works both ways for them because then they get the real footage. Damn, where you're actually nervous. Oh man.
0: Hmm. Damn. Damn. American Idol.
1: But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if they ask me to do it again next year, we'll see. I might do it again. I. It's. It wasn't this time because it was on Zoom. Yes, it made it like. increase in likelihood that you're going to get turned down. But at the same time, it was so much easier. Right. Because it was a debacle to do the live, like to sing for the producers twice in person. Both of those were like four plus hour ordeals because you're going and waiting. Even if you have a time slot, you're going and waiting for a long time. And then the taping, even though I went to like the arguably the easier one where it's like the private one, because they do like the. The Sometimes they do those open casting ones where they have like people wait in line for two days and yeah. shit like that. Uh, but we still were there for like 14 hours on, Damn. on the private day. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm fine to just do it on Zoom for 30 oh, minutes fuck. and then get told no. That's okay. <laughs> Damn. Why,
0: why y'all making Lionel Richie work 14 hours? Yeah.
1: Well, that's what's funny. Like, so the celebrities show up at like 2 p.m. Yeah. So you get there at like 6 or 7 a.m. and uh and just get huddled up and start acting, you know, getting cranked up to do your monkey dance for the for the television. You they have you do like a lot of B-roll and commercials and yeah. they were like, "All right, we're handing out New Year's Eve glasses or New Year's glasses and we're going to do a New Year's commercial and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. We got to do our uh Christmas Christmas commercial." Uh, so you do a lot of free uh, free labor
0: <laughs> do you get paid at all to uh, no
1: no 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 absolutely not <laughs> Damn, dude. um a lot of other people do that's like i thought about that this last time because there's there's essentially people who the producers uh at the base level are kind of like the talent scouts like They'll just. I don't. I don't even really know what all the different processes are. I know there's like a lot of different funnels that are getting people to yeah. to these shows. Different uh, paid. You know, there's premium versions of it that are kind of sketchy, where like these quote unquote talent agencies go around and hold like these auditions that are paid auditions, and then if you make it through this paid audition then you get like recommended to american idol producers That's fucking and then if you make setup. it to them then you might get to do a real audition then you might get to go to the show so if there's people like spending money to do it and stuff so at least i didn't do that i feel good about oh, people not spending money on it oh
0: so people will like you would pay to get
1: to get like an audition with a person who knows a person yeah yeah, much. yeah it's pretty it's grody because i mean obviously a lot of what they're doing is taking money from like some poor 14 year old kids parents who like believe in their kid you right know, and it's it's messed up i mean a lot of them are just rich people who are just blowing money and whatever but i think about all the people who are like my little girl she's right. really good she can sing she sings like an angel and this person you know this is going to be her big shot to get her out of wherever in Mississippi or whatever, Pumpkin Nut, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a. I'm grateful for the experience because I feel like I had no idea what that world was until I actually showbiz, baby. It. Yeah, because yeah. people say stuff to you and you feel like you know, but then something. For instance, I'm trying to think of a better one because I know there are better ones, but like. Uh, after I made it the first time on American Idol when I was actually going to go through to the celebrity judges part they were like so you need to lose weight like uh, like just so blunt like hit you like you you need to think about like getting a trainer and changing your diet and yeah baby and and, like go ahead and start exercising and blah blah blah. like really honest uh, and brutally so about just everything like you're not a fat guy but you're not a skinny guy so like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't say that, but that's what they were saying. Like, uh,
0: can you lose forty pounds in yeah, two weeks? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's
0: great in a terrible way. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> you just—I don't know—I put so much. Because um, I, I, I kind of, they kind of ran the gambit of all the different uh, talent shows yeah. at that time. Like they put me the same producer. Uh, well, I'm really grateful for he. He really did hook me up uh, with a lot of opportunities. I auditioned for America, uh, America's got talent. I get them all, uh, I mean, did, yes, America's got idol, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, same guy put me through, through that whole thing. And I think at that time when I first found out about that, cause that was the first thing like that I'd ever done. I thought like, this is a, this is make or break. Yeah. Like, this is it. Cause it's like, it doesn't matter if I win the show. If I get on TV, like, yeah. I've got it made. Yeah. Cause in my head, I was like, if I am on television, that's, it's the big time, right? Yeah. But then in reality, like, even if I, even if you do make it on, for thirty seconds or whatever, like that just comes and goes. It doesn't, yeah. Like, it's, no, you're not getting a ticket in the mail like to Hollywood. All right. You know? <laughs> Come on out here. It's uh, time out. to start your new life. Man. Inside, you'll sign a deed to a new house. Uh, but it definitely kind of just. Sobered me a little bit like it was really good for me to have those experiences kind of back to back for a couple of years like this is really tough and this isn't even the avenue that I want to take. Right. (laughs) I didn't realize how. I just didn't have that much faith in myself to do it myself. Like I felt like right, I needed I a platform Somebody, yeah. like a television show or whatever, like a record deal would have been the thing before that in my mind, which is just so bogus to me now. Right. Uh, the idea of having a record deal is like something that a 90 year old man thinks That's is a good antiquated, idea. Antiquated. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and every, a uh, fifteen-year-old that's making music now knows that you can just put it on everything right. so easily for twenty bucks, and it's yeah. like, why would you ever uh, pay? Give someone your money, like, just, yeah. just do it yourself, right? And, which it is. I mean, it's a gift and a curse because it's like now we don't make money on music, which, uh, like, like digital music. I mean, uh, yeah, just as is, someone else is making all that money. Uh, yep. We don't know who it is exactly. They, <laughs> when we find them, we're gonna get them. Uh, it's like it's the that's uh, the Spotify guy. Yeah, right? it is. It's Mr. Spotify. Um,
0: I forgot the the CEO of Spotify. But yeah,
1: I don't I don't know, but I know that uh, that somebody's making a lot more money than me on my on, on my yeah. streams. You know, that's true. Yeah, I was just reading something recently about how there's like a huge fight to get them to pay like half of a penny for streams or something yeah. like that. Like man, it's gonna be a long road to uh, something like fair pay right. when it comes to that. Because it's just like that's it's gonna take a hundred years if you're starting with <laughs> half, half a, a penny. penny. Yeah, and that's like a serious litigation. Like it's gonna take lawyers and lawyers to uh, yeah make that happen.
0: Yeah, I forget. Uh, I saw some sort of. I forgot how many streams you need a month just to like cover mm-hmm. rent, mm-hmm. but it's like. 600,000 or something yeah,
1: yeah the thing so one of the things that it's gotten murkier and murkier since I first heard it but one of the things I always used to tell people and I don't remember exactly what the uh, anecdote is but it's something like at the height of his fame Justin Bieber was making like fast food money on his his streams
0: Mm, yeah.
1: something crazy like that like it, maybe it wasn't fast food money but it was like shockingly low yeah. compared to what he's worth and what his music like he had like billions of followers on twitter or whatever yeah. his height um i remember seeing a stat that was like some huge percentage of the world followed him on twitter something really scary like 30 yeah. percent <laughs> or something but yeah um streaming's a wash uh I've made probably more money selling, uh, tapes. Merch. Yeah. Yeah. Like even just the tapes by themselves, because right. the streams are so, uh, sure. whack. but yeah, I mean, merch, merch is definitely, merch the is way king. To go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we probably like maybe we started doing it a year ago by now. I mean, the pandemic's going on almost two years. Uh, when I, since I started doing gigs again, I've just been doing kind of like a, donation based system for merch where we don't really have a person manning it, uh, just so there's less interaction and changing hands with money and stuff. So we have like a donation jar for the physical money. And then we have a plaque with just like my digital payment info, Mm. just QR codes and I just tell people in between sets, like, pay what you want. If you have five bucks, but you really want the T-shirt, like, just tell somebody that you enjoyed the show. It's all good. Nice. Um, and that's pretty much exclusively reaped, like, benefits. Like, most of the time, people give you more. Yeah. Um, or at least pay what it's worth, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if they can, they'll give you more. And uh, and I think I'm just going to leave it like that for a while, because it feels less, I don't know, it feels less invasive. It feels like people can just kind of go up and... Like people who might not want to come up and talk to somebody and ask questions can just walk up and peruse and take some stuff and put some money in. Yeah. So far, I haven't had anybody rip me off, but we don't put everything out there. So even if they took everything, it's like ah, whatever. Yeah. We did fine. Hmm. If they run off with the money, that's that's when I worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you keep a like a, a gun to, to shoot the? Person? Do I keep that thing on me? Keep, Is that, you you keep me? that thing? That, no. that Heater.
1: No, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, uh, when I travel with Jamel, uh, Richardson, he has a security guard and sometimes I'm like, he has a security guard. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, cool. His, his road manager really, but he's, he's a police officer and he's a very large man and mm-hmm. he just walks around with us and looks scary. And that's cool. Uh, sometimes when I'm with him, I'm like, ah, man, I want a big security. <laughs> guard. Be cool. Be cool. To just show up somewhere with just me and a very large man who yeah. just walks around with me. Just, Looks go
0: go hang out in gyms in Knoxville. Yeah. Yeah. it like
1: <laughs> go Whoa. scouting. For, Hello, sir. This isn't what you think it is. This is employment. <laughs> I'm not cruising. Yeah, right now. I'm. I'm here looking for a big burly man to protect me. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, part of me feels like it'll be a really long time before I need something like that. But then also, uh, stuff. People would be crazy. People, people do. People do be crazy. People do crazy things. Mm. Um, the more I see, like, because we joke, but, like, the more I see, uh, I mean, I'm sure you've shared them before. I, every once in a while, i see a friend that's like, this band was on tour and everything they have got stolen. And it's just like, yeah, their entire van yeah, you know, is yeah, gone yeah. with all their drums and their yeah, basses dude. and guitars and everything is gone.
0: I think I'll just quit. Yeah. I just quit music. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this man, this God shit, is, this shit is not worth it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, but what's cool, though, is I have seen a couple of bands, like, on tour, everything is stolen, and then, yeah. like, the opener, somebody's just, like, backline, you're good, like, yeah. use our stuff, it'll be weird, but it'll be okay. Um, So, I don't know, I wouldn't quit, but I would definitely uh, be crushed. Yeah, I'd be crushed for Cause a Because also using, I don't know if you've ever had to use Renner's insurance for anything, uh, but that just seems like such a nightmare to be, like, trying to replace guitars and stuff that yeah. have been stolen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it always breaks my heart to see that because it doesn't even matter if it's its not really about the dollar value, which I mean, I do sit there and go like, that's $20,000 right there. Yeah. Like if I see that somebody's got some crazy pedal board that was yeah. stolen, but it's just, it guts you. Like yeah. if somebody stole my guitar, I could get that pretty much that exact guitar that if I'm thinking of like my, my Strat, yeah. if somebody stole that, yes, I could get another, whatever American standard Strat, that would be pretty much the same, but that one was like my, my grandmother bought that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah. can't even sentimental think stuff. It's, yeah. It would be terrible. Mm. So yeah, maybe I'll get a large security guard. We'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good idea.
1: Start making security guard money first. And then <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Uh, you're going to do a song?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I, I was, when you texted me about doing a cover, I was going over some stuff with my wife because I, a lot of the gigs I do are like 70, 30 as far as like covers to originals. If yeah. I'm playing like three hours, four hours or whatever or somewhere, um, I do a lot of covers. So I have like a huge, huge list of catalog. songs yeah. uh, that I like to play or that, I, that get requested a lot and stuff like that. And so when you asked me to do a cover, I was like, "Ah, do I learn a new song? Like, do I want to do one of these songs? And I, cause, uh, something I do really bad is if somebody asked me to sing a song, even if I can go to a venue and literally play for three hours without, without, uh, stopping very long, if you ask me to sing one song in like a family setting or something, I just can't think of a song. Yeah. Uh, but she wanted me to do crazy Barnall's Barkley and I'm going to do my best. I've been doing it at shows recently, so give it a shot.
0: All right. We're going to do the song now.
2: I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. And even your emotions had an echo and so much space. you're out there without care yeah i was out of touch but it wasn't because i didn't know enough i guess i knew too much does that make me crazy does that make me crazy me crazy possibly and I hope that you are having the time of your life but think twice that's my only advice true